Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Collective podcast. And today is a super special day because I am interviewing my co-host, Jen Kennedy. And we're going to be talking about meal prepping because if you follow Jen on social media, and if, if you don't, you need to. She is putting out all of this amazing food content, recipes, ideas, all kinds of good stuff. And we had this conversation a little while ago where I said, look, you are incredibly gifted at meal prepping and cooking and people need to know your secrets. So we are having this conversation today with Jen and she's going to let us in on some of her behind the scenes and how she makes this happen on a regular basis. So welcome, Jen. Thank you. And that was a very, I don't think you meant to do it like a pun, but like, let us in. (laughs) Okay. I love that we're starting out on that note for today. (laughs) (laughs) I could not resist. Oh, gosh. Amazing. Anyways. Okay. So let us turn up the beat. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes i used i used to have that sign in my kitchen so i just had to oh go there gosh. I love so it. let's talk a little bit about your background obviously we interviewed you a few episodes back but this is like a different angle mm-hmm. so let's talk about what inspired you to start meal prepping and cooking regular regularly Yes. So I will obviously start out with a caveat. I am not a professionally trained chef at all. I am just an avid home chef. Love to cook. I have loved to cook ever since I was a teen. It's obviously carried throughout adulthood. I just love being in the kitchen, creating my own recipes, putting my own twist on things. I love to feed a crowd. Like I just love cooking. And so when I graduated from college, and started working full-time, I just found myself getting sucked into, okay, I have at this point, like I was working, like going into the office, working there all day long, and I would get home and I would just like collapse on the couch because I was just tired and exhausted. And then I would eat like a bowl of cereal for dinner, which is fine. I love a bowl of cereal for dinner, but I just got into this mode as well. I would go into the office and it would be lunchtime and I would just go out to go eat lunch somewhere, which is fine as well. Nothing against that. But I just found as I did more research into like meal prepping, if I do a little bit of work on the weekend, I'm setting myself up for better success during the week. So when I get home and I am tired, it just takes minimal effort to actually like pull a meal together. Or when I'm going to work throughout the day, I want to have a snack or I, you know, it's time for lunch. I just, I have something at the ready. I can just heat it up. It's quick. It's easy. It's everything is just kind of seamless and ready to go. So meal prepping for me and for our family is obviously meals, but also it's snacks because during the day I'm often like so busy I forget to eat. I forget to drink water, especially. So I always try and be planful when I'm putting snacks together as well. A lot of times it's like prepared like fruits, vegetables. That way 
I'm not just like fueling my body nutritiously, but I'm also getting back a lot of water content that I often forget to drink during the day. So that's just kind of my journey of meal prep and how it started and kind of how it exists today. So that's pretty genius when you're talking about snacks, because I don't, first of all, I am probably the world's worst meal prepper. I mean, I've tried, I try, I have tried. I love the idea of having snacks ready though. And also just thinking about it too, how at the grocery store, they have sometimes like, you know, pre-cut like cantaloupe or, Mm -hmm. you know, sliced watermelon or Mm -hmm. or whatever we're not really in that that season but just like taking that little bit of time to do it ahead Mm -hmm. well it also saves money too so you're not buying the pre-cut things so i love that idea and i can't wait to learn more so what were some initial challenges when you first began meal prepping and how did you overcome them yes So I have two things to comment on this. Number one, I am a creature of habit. So (laughs) the number one issue I run into is eating the same thing every single week. If I had any say about it, which is fine, I do. I mean, we would literally eat the same things all the time. But my husband (laughs) jokes with me about it. And he's like, I mean, we like just had that. So, you know, could we just try something new? which is fine. And it is completely expanded horizons of like different food options and things like that. So that's one challenge. The other thing that I ran into, I feel like sometimes when you look online or like go on social media and you look up meal prep, everything is like, it's like aesthetic things. So it's like you have five identical, you know, glass containers and you put in like a scoop of rice in each one, and then a scoop of chicken in each one. And I think that's great. Like you're measuring out, you know, your starch, protein, veggies, maybe that's what you need to do for your diet. But for us and for our family, it just doesn't look that way. It's not perfectly portioned. It's just a beautiful mess of food. So, you know, any meal can also be meal prep. So it doesn't have to be like all the parts and pieces are pre-portioned together. I mean, you can literally do spaghetti and meatballs for meal prep. Just prep the meatballs and sauce ahead of time and then cook the noodles the night of. Like, it doesn't have to be all together and, you know, ready to go. There can be some assembly required. But I, like, had to get into the habit of making it okay for it not to look like perfection. So for somebody, like I said, like, maybe you've got certain dietary constraints or something that you're trying to, like, follow – It might look like that more kind of aesthetic thing, but you just have to kind of do what works best for your family and for your life in general. So, okay, this is this is an interesting thought process, because I think for me, meal prepping looks like what you said. It's the Mm -hmm. starch, protein, carb, Mm -hmm. protein, vegetable and Mm -hmm. I know I follow, for instance, a lot of accounts on Instagram that are like that, that break everything down mm-hmm. to to make it that way. But it's interesting to think about it can also just be 
whatever it needs to be to fit your lifestyle is essentially what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. So like, okay, so I was thinking about for this week, for instance. So this week I made a chicken tortilla soup that I just literally just put some ingredients together. And now I have a recipe for chicken tortilla soup. We are also having sliders and I put sliders question mark because there are a lot of different options for sliders out there. And so when we were kind of running through options, one of the things that we really like is buffalo chicken. So I actually made like a buffalo chicken dip in the crock pot last night and we're going to make them, we're going to like make it into sliders. So when I think about, well, I guess when I was kind of in that old mindset and like time or like the old kind of frame of reference of like, what is meal prepping? Would I have thought about buffalo chicken sliders? Probably not. But that's just something that is really easy to like quickly assemble one night. You just literally lay out the bread and you slap on some buffalo chicken and add some cheese to it. And you're just, you know, kind of like bake it all together. And then you have sliders. It's just, you know, it can be though, kind of that more like, okay, maybe we're going to have like a grain bowl or something where it's like, you know, a grain with chicken and vegetables. Sometimes it looks like that, but like sometimes it just looks like something that's a little bit unique and different that might not be quote unquote traditional meal prepping. Which is kind of nice to be able to switch it up because I know, for instance, with my family, my kids sometimes don't want to eat what I've prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they are... They don't like a particular ingredient. Like my daughter, for instance, she doesn't like pepper. Mm -hmm. So, but as we know, pepper is in a lot of things and it's a great seasoning. So, yes. So that for me is, I think, one of my primary challenges when it comes to planning ahead because I don't want to be cooking a bunch of different things. Mm hmm. So that everyone has their own meal. Yeah. Is that something that happens for you or is that a challenge in your house? Yeah. So it's a little unique in our house because we have very, well, we have an infant who is literally just being introduced to like solids. But we also have like a young child who actually, you know, has as a lot of children do, like to your point, right? Like there are foods that like they just they just don't like. So I think it's something that can be adaptable. So for the chicken tortilla soup, for instance, my husband does not like bell peppers, but he really likes like poblano peppers because they have a little bit of a different flavor than a bell pepper. So instead of, you know, using bell pepper in this chicken tortilla soup, I use poblanos. Also, knowing that, you know, sometimes a soup like that can be spicy. Sometimes you just kind of leave the spice out of it. And if we want to add more spice, we'll add some hot sauce to it, or we can add in some jalapenos, things like that. So I think you can definitely tailor things to be, you know, a little bit accommodating. And then the person can just add what they want. Or if it's like a build your own meal, they can obviously you've probably seen on my Instagram, like a lot of times we'll just do like a big spread. Like we did pitas recently and we just did a 
big spread. So whenever we did the big spread, you know, you could just build whatever you want to. Okay. Well, (laughs) all right. Let's just say, so we're laughing so hard having a moment right now because (laughs) we're on Zoom and we're recording this on Zoom and Jen's window beside her desk is a squirrel that's like unhinged. Just it's trying to reach the bird feeder that's stuck on the window with suction cups. This oh my time. gosh. It I'm like not... trying to to be intentional and talk seriously about something that's so important to me. And the squirrel is literally just it's now climbing on the pole of the bird feeder out there. It's literally unhinged. <laughs> it is. It's like going oh for it. I I loved that commercial break for the squirrels. Yes. Uh, that was a good. Moment. That was a good laugh, though. <laughs> yes, okay. Oh gosh. So, all right. So let's talk about if we can. What ways that meal prepping has impacted your daily routine and for your family and your overall lifestyle? Yes. So the biggest thing for us is time management. My husband works full time. I work part time. We have kids. Life is crazy. Just we want to be intentional to be with our kids and to have family time. And we have found that on the nights where if we have not prepped ahead of time, it is literal insanity. And we we get to like where we're finally getting in bed at night and we're like, okay, we blinked and like, what happened? Like, were we present with the kids? Cause we were trying to cook. It was just insane. So time management is the biggest piece for us. And on our weekends, either Saturday or Sunday, we spend a few hours just doing meal prep. It's just a thing. It's what happens. It's incorporated into our schedule. We just know it's a thing. And so it takes a few hours to get things prepped, but then it makes it during the week just seamless. Like I said, I'm hungry. I want to take a, you know, I want to have a snack. I can literally just grab fruit that I've already had cut up or vegetables or whatever the snack may be. We get to mealtime and it's like, oh, okay, we're, you know, having XYZ for dinner. That's right. We literally just like pull out what we need. We put it together. And sometimes we do have to cook a little bit like, you know, we wouldn't cook pasta ahead of time. I mean, you could, but we don't typically do that. And so there are sometimes we're like, we have to do something additional, but it just makes it easier just kind of all the way around. But another thing that we found helpful is it prevents us from eating a lot of meals out during the week and like nothing against like picking up Chipotle midweek. I mean, we sometimes we do, but we are just in more control of like what we're eating. And also the biggest piece for that too is budgeting. So it costs more money to eat dinner out. And when we're actually putting our meals and our ideas together, like we're in control of what we are and aren't purchasing with our grocery shopping and like where we're grocery shopping. So we can be a little bit more in control of our budget. And then on the weekends is usually when we go and like have a meal out stuff. Yeah, I would think that that would definitely be helpful, especially doing it in a consistent way. This is just kind of like a curiosity, but when you 
are when you have things prepped, are, are your containers labeled? Do you have like a special kind of container you use? No, we don't specifically, but something that is helpful is, I mean, if you were to like look at our our cabinet, I guess, for containers, we have a lot of different containers that are all different shapes and sizes. And it's just helpful for like when we put things together so that we can kind of work out of them throughout the week. We don't necessarily label them or anything. I mean, we, you know, we know like what's in there and what's not in there, but it is helpful to have everything kind of together and whatnot. We are fortunate that we have two refrigerators. So we have one inside and we do have one in the garage. And so we have a lot of freezer space too. And that's one thing that we'll do a lot of times is we can actually freeze meals And so we've got things we can pull from the freezer, from the fridge. So it's helpful to kind of make sure that we've got everything. The one caveat to that is sometimes we will forget that we do have things in our outside fridge. And so we have, that has happened from time to time where things have actually spoiled because we forgot that like we had something out there because maybe we don't go out there often, but yeah. So the thing I'm thinking about, maybe I need to do a little bit of research on this, but one of the things, like when my kids say, I'm hungry, right? Yeah. Which feels like it's quite often. They're out of school right now. So, you know, in school, they have, <clears throat> excuse me, in school, they have a very specific schedule where they have, you know, they eat breakfast, they have their snack at school, they have their lunch, then they're home, and then they have dinner. And when they're out of school, they have, 87 snacks plus maybe sometimes meals. It's just, it's all over the place. But one of the things that came to mind while you were talking was how when they say I'm hungry, a lot of times they'll reach for something in the pantry, Mm -hmm. which is normally going to be something processed. And I love the idea of having things easily accessible, ready, that are Mm -hmm. fresh, that are in Mm -hmm. the fridge. So I'm just thinking about labeling for their sake, even if the container is clear, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. so that they see, like, those are carrots and they're ready for me to grab and go or strawberries or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. for them, because they're at the ages now where they are a little more autonomous, Yeah, that if that was maybe more accessible to them that maybe mm-hmm. they would go for that option more often. Yeah. We actually, one of my really good friends, she actually preps all of their fruit ahead of time in what would normally be, I guess, like like a deli drawer. She actually puts all of their fruit in there. Like it's not in containers. It's just, it's a lot of it's usually like berries, but it's, that's what that drawer is for. And same thing, like they have little kids. And so they can go in there and they know like, oh, this is the fruit drawer. That's just where it is. <clears throat> we do a lot of that. Like we actually use the system that's in our fridge. So being able to know that like if you're looking for cucumbers or if you're looking for like cut up peppers, for instance, because you want to use that for some chicken salad to have a snack instead of a cracker, like it's in this specific drawer. So like and it's already labeled because the fridge has like humidity controls on it and everything. That is something that's like to your point, it is really effective to actually have that and like 
it be known if you want this, this is where it is. Because you're right, like taking that knowledge of, okay, you have some autonomy now, go for it. You are capable to do this. And I think like having the knowledge behind it too, like that's something that we've been instilling in our daughter is, you know, protein gives you energy. So protein isn't just meat. Protein's in peanut butter, for instance. Like being able to like have the knowledge behind it of like, you know, cucumber has a lot of water in it. If you're not drinking a lot of water the other day, you, you know, if you're feeling thirsty, sometimes you can eat something that has water in it. There's there's like a lot of different layers to all of this. It's not just being planful to like have things at the ready, but like being planful to actually like fuel your body. It's quite fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that. I think that's so smart to share that with your kids and mm-hmm. have them be in tune with what their bodies are needing and wanting mm-hmm. at any given time. That's knowledge that I wish I had had as a child. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have had a much more positive outlook on food and my own body had that been a regular conversation in my house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely something that is important to instill. And I love that mm-hmm. you're saying like, there are like these multiple layers to it. So when you are meal prepping, like that's, that's at the surface, but then mm-hmm. all of these other things can start falling into place when you're not in a hurry or you're not just like grabbing, like you were saying earlier, the bowl of cereal, there's kind of like these other ways that we're taking care of ourselves and our families that go beyond just just the meal prepping. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the how. I'm so curious on this. How do you plan your meals for the week? And do you have any tips for beginners on how to start? Yes. So my recommendation is consider whatever diet you follow. So for us, we follow a pretty balanced diet. And what we have found effective is to work off of protein first. And then we build our meals from there. So we buy, we eat meat and we buy a lot of our meat in bulk. And so we will typically always focus on, okay, what protein do we have on hand that we can pull from our freezer or what don't we have that we might want to have? And then that helps us kind of build a meal together. So sometimes it's just something that we've had in the past that we really like and that we enjoy. Or if we're kind of in a rut, and this is what might be helpful for people who are interested in starting, is just get on Pinterest or Instagram. You can find a lot of content on there and ideas if you need something that's like a fresh idea. So we have found a lot of meals that work really well for us that we find are really easy to pull together. I mean, obviously, you know, doing the prep work is one thing, but then like later on being able to pull it together just works really well. So we keep those kind of in our back pocket, but certainly, I mean, I'm, it's probably the algorithm. Well, it is the algorithm. I actually posted about this recently. I like trained my Instagram to show me on my explore page, food content. That's all that was on there. And I was like, this is what I've been trying to do. And I finally like trained the algorithm, but you can literally if you search for things, like if you build it, they will come. If you search for it, like it will show. <laughs> so 
I mean, just start looking for ideas and just be inspired by if you go to a restaurant, you're like, wow, that was delicious. I would love to recreate that. See how you can recreate it. Like, think about, you know, what the menu said was, you know, what was written on the menu or just Google it. You know, how do I make baked salmon with vegetables? Like, how how do I do that? That's just something I could say that, you know, might be helpful. But like I said, <clears throat> I always find it's helpful to start with just literally just figuring out, okay, what's the base of this meal going to be? Because that is just the easiest way to start out. And then you just kind of build from there. So somebody who's maybe plant-based, maybe it's, you know, I love eating broccoli. What can I do with broccoli? There's a lot of things you can do with broccoli. You can explore so many different ideas. Riced broccoli is so good. Oh, I I love, I love broccoli. Any preparation of broccoli, I love it. I've never tried it riced. I will have to try it. It's really good. You can also buy it like already frozen riced. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to rice it yourself if we can make rice a verb yeah so i love that because immediately i thought about the nils nils is a local restaurant here that has this delicious chicken pita and immediately i thought of that and jen if you come up with a chicken pita that is similar to nils i made chicken pitas last week it was not nils, but I was craving nils. And I was like, you know what? I bet I could create a chicken pita. And I did. And it was delicious. And now I have like a new way to marinate chicken that I was like, okay, this, you know, this is going to be delicious. Like doesn't have just, you know, doesn't just have to be in the pita. And that was another thing too, which is my husband really likes nils, but I know that like, for instance, I wanted to have some pickled onions in there. He doesn't like pickled onions, but the way that I had everything separated, he could build it however he wanted to. I made a homemade tzatziki sauce. He doesn't like that, but it was really good. (laughs) I'm kind of wish I had made some this week too. But yeah, just like, I love Nils and it's so good. Why can't I make it at home? And I can make it at home. I mean, it's not identical, but it emulates the same flavors and it's delicious and I made it at home. So I was feeling like super proud of myself. So I love that. One of my favorite things too, is like the kava bowls. Mm-hmm. And those are great to like meal prep and make at home. Yeah. And I have actually done that before. So yeah. Counting sure. that as a win. So what are your strategies for grocery shopping in a way that aligns with your meal prepping <clears throat> goals? So grocery shopping is really fascinating to me. I actually write out our grocery list every week and it's in the order of how we shop in the store. It just ensures that we're not missing anything and that we can kind of stay in line with things. But where you shop for food and what you shop for can obviously drive your meal planning. So in the summertime, like local produce is really great. It's usually a more affordable option. If there's anyone who's perhaps, you know, experiencing like food insecurity, it may look a little bit different because, you know, you might need to lean on like your local food pantry, like here locally, the Holly Springs food cupboard is an option, which, you know, you and I have volunteered there before. They've got a garden available in the summer. So there's, you know, different ways you can approach grocery shopping. But like I mentioned earlier, 
whatever diet you and your family follow is and what you have available to you is kind of how your grocery shopping is going to kind of be structured. So for us with our diet, like I mentioned, we have meat pretty much with almost all of our meals. So we actually stop stock up a lot of times at Costco and we get things like bacon, breakfast sausage, chicken breast, chicken thighs, like ground meat. If we're going to do like a pot roast, we'll get like some, some stew meat. And then we have a vacuum sealer. So we will actually like portion it out for what we would typically use in a meal. And then we'll portion them out, freeze them. And then we usually do that for like two months at a time. And then if it's something like if we wanted to have like fresh fish, like salmon, we would obviously do that on like our weekly grocery shopping. But we also try and stock up on things for our pantry that keep well, like canned tuna or canned chicken or canned beans. That can be something that can be not just, you know, really nice to have on hand, but it's like a lot of those things are shelf stable and they're usually a lot of like affordable options for those two. And then just, you know, like when you're meal prepping, I think sometimes it can be like, oh, I don't want to have like the same thing all week. So you can buy a lot of ingredients that you can use in a lot of different meals for that same week. And so, you know, like for instance, if I'm cooking something and I'm like, well, I don't really need like a full onion, but I want to have an onion, you know, in this dish. I don't want to be wasteful and only use half an onion, like throw the rest of it out. So I'll make sure that I'm cooking something else that uses the other part of the onion in it. Or you could freeze it and use it for like a later meal, for instance. And then sometimes if like we made a curry the other night, I mean, you don't, Curry is not like a common thing that you would use in a lot of similar dishes. So that's just going to probably be a meal that we have on rotation and again, pretty close together so that, you know, it doesn't expire quickly. But yeah, and then I think just kind of like the last thing is like making sure that you prep anything and everything that you can ahead of time. So like going kind of the extra mile, if you're having salads that week, like go ahead and chop up all the lettuce, wash it, dry it. And then store it in containers with paper towels throughout the week so that it's not like turning bad quickly. If you're like putting something together during the week instead of like cooking it that day, just like put all of your ingredients out, chop them up, whatever that may be, put them in containers, put them in the fridge. And then that way you can just like dump and go as you need. And then just just being planful with it, like so that if you buy strawberries, you're not just like sitting them in the container for the whole week in the refrigerator, like go ahead and prep them ahead of time so that you're not wasting those, like whatever you bought from the store, you're not wasting the strawberries. They're already prepped. You just pull them out whenever you want to eat them and they're just kind of ready to go. So I know those are great tips. (laughs) No, I loved that. I feel inspired, honestly, and I need to do better. So I'm going this conversation is definitely giving me some ideas. So I love that. So let's talk about a few of your favorite recipes that you would meal prep that are both nutritious and easy to prepare. Yes. So if anyone follows me on Instagram, they know that I talk about the concept of like a big ass salad. I talk about this all the time. I love a salad. And it's probably like, my number one favorite thing because like the term salad can mean so many different things. So it's not just lettuce in a bowl. 
it's, you can like pack it with protein, you can add grains, you can add fruits, you can add nuts and like the list goes on. And one of my favorite things to do is to make my own salad dressings because I have more control over like the flavor and what I put together and nothing to knock store-bought salad dressings because there are some great salad dressings, but it's just something that I just personally like to do. Another thing is sheet pan meals. So those are really easy to prep ahead of time. And my ratio is usually whatever protein we're going to use. So usually a meat, so like chicken or sausage or, you know, pork tenderloin, something like that. And then my ratio, like I said, is the protein and then two vegetables, which sometimes it can be like a starch, like a root vegetable, like sweet potatoes. And then like another vegetable would be like green beans or something. So you just put everything on the sheet pan and you roast it and it's really easy cleanup too. So you've got, that's just like a quick and easy meal you can pull together. And then breakfast is another thing that I like to prep ahead. So things that I like to make are, if you obviously like for this, for my breakfast, we eat eggs. We can eat eggs. We love eating eggs, but you can do muffin cups that are literally just like eggs with, you can do meat, you can do vegetables. So we do those. We do breakfast bakes with like leftover bread, eggs and meat and cheese, or you can do like hash browns if you want to. And then breakfast burritos are one of my absolute favorite things to make because you can make them for the week or you can freeze them for for a few months at a time and you literally just pull it out and you can reheat it up. You can thaw them out. So those are kind of some of my quick and favorite easy ones that I do. I love those ideas. Thank you. I am taking notes. So thank you for <laughs> for this. So are there any ingredients or kitchen tools that you consider essential for effective meal prepping? Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, having storage containers is really top priority because obviously you want to make sure that you have something you can store your items in. We prefer glass containers. They are just really nice to have on hand. They're a lot more sturdy and we just, we like to use glass containers. But like I said, getting them with all different sizes is super helpful. So having like some bigger ones, having some smaller ones is helpful. Um, obviously having like cutting board, good quality knives are really important whenever you're chopping, you know, vegetables or fruits or meat, whatever you, you know, you're, you're chopping up. Cooking vessels. We use made-in cookware. We love made-in. It's like restaurant-quality cookware that we use at home. It's it's a bit of an investment, but it's well worth it. It's held up really well. And we use our slow cooker quite frequently. And then, obviously, pantry staples are really helpful to have on hand, like grains and spices, oils, tomato sauces, things like that. They're usually fairly inexpensive ingredients. You can have like regularly stocked, you can have them on hand without them expiring quickly. Those are awesome. I love that you gave your cookware brand. So oh, I'm going to look that up. Okay. I, I recommend made in to anybody who ever asks for cookware. I'm like made in it has to be made in. Is it pretty? <laughs> it's I mean, not, what does it look like? It's not like if you've seen like those kind of popular enamel brands, it's mm. not like that. It's stainless steel. Okay. <laughs> I think we have like one nonstick, but the rest of it, we have one nonstick. We have a carbon steel. 
that we can use like interchangeably like on the grill and on the stovetop. And then the rest of it's stainless steel though. It's yeah, we love it. It's amazing. That's awesome. With as much as with as much as we cook, it like investing in it made sense and it has made sense. It's been amazing for us. Right. Right. And it doesn't necessarily matter if it's pretty, if it lasts. <laughs> right. Because there for are us, no. But... Right. Cause like there are like a lot of I would say appealing looking cookware, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good quality, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah, important sure. to evaluate the quality when you're going yes. to make a purchase like this. hundred <laughs> percent, especially if you're going to be cooking often. Yes. Yeah. So do you have any time saving tips or hacks for those who are short on time, but still want to meal prep? Yes. So I would say aim for function, not exuberance. It does not have to be, if you want it to be a meal that you love and it's super involved and you have the time for it, that's great. But also like do something that works best for you and your schedule. Like make it a quick meal you can pull together. If you know that you are going to be having a crazy month ahead, like if you're going to be traveling or it's the holidays or like us, when we had a baby last year, we spent a good weekend meal prepping a lot of things that we put in our freezer so that when it was crazy and we didn't have time to meal prep, we could just pull things from our freezer. Another thing that I find really helpful is to do not just different meals, but different preparations at the same time. So put something in your slow cooker. And while you're doing that, prep something like a sheet pan meal that can go in your oven while you're cooking something on your stovetop. So like you've got different things running at the same time, but the sheet pan in the crock pot, you just set it and forget it. Well, not the, I mean, you know, put your timers on there, <laughs> like don't burn anything, but it just makes it a little bit easier so that you've got different meals, but different preparations at the same time. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And I think to one of the things you spoke about earlier is kind of being mindful of like when you have like half an onion in one recipe and and another you know you can use the other half for something else mm -hmm. so like really cutting down on food waste too because i think yes one of the things that probably bothers me most about my current buying habits is that i will buy things and then because they're not prepped so they're not mm -hmm. like easily you know you can't just take them and go like, mm -hmm. I have honestly taken a whole cucumber and just eaten it <laughs> before when I was desperate one time. <laughs> that was a confession. But so, but to have that like done in slices and ready makes it so much better. And then, like, the cucumbers aren't hopefully going bad, they're mm -hmm. actually being used and consumed. I know for me personally, that was one of the appeals behind like some of these meal services like that you can order online like HelloFresh is one which I think is like a great option for some people maybe mm -hmm. I think I love on one side I love that it everything is like portioned and it's yep. specific to that meal the thing I do not like about HelloFresh and the reason I've tried it and canceled is because of the amount of trash i simply yeah. cannot get past yeah the amount of trash mm -hmm. that these things produce yeah so 
But if you're able to buy the ingredients and actually use them Mm -hmm. in the meals, like if you're able to plan that ahead and actually do that in such a way, then you're doing the good part without the the trash, like without having all these containers and and things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's possible. Yes, it is possible. I can attest to it. Right. So, so I know you spoke a little bit about you guys had a baby recently and yes. you had to adjust your habits, your meal prepping mm-hmm. habits in response to any lifestyle changes. So can you speak to more of that? Like if someone has something coming up and like they may need to like plan ahead for, is there anything mm-hmm. you can recommend to them? Yeah, definitely. So like I mentioned, we are very forward thinking and we have to be because life gets crazy and hectic even more than it already is sometimes. And anything that you can do to set yourself up for success just takes one level of stress out of the picture. So like I said, we will always, if we need to spend additional time meal prepping things, things that freeze really well is really important. So like sauces or soups, those freeze really well. Like I mentioned, the breakfast burritos are a great thing to make ahead, prep, freeze. They're kind of seamless, ready to go, especially if you're like me sometimes and you really want breakfast, but you just don't want to go to like the local bagel shop or Starbucks and get like a coffee and something to eat. Like it's just something easy if you have like a doctor's appointment early and you just have something you can just take a breakfast burrito with you to go. One of the other things too... So obviously, you know, like I said, we like we had a kid. I unexpectedly, a few weeks after that, had to have my gallbladder taken out. And so we had actually, when we prepped ahead of time, knowing we're, you know, we're going to have a kid, life's going to be even more crazy. We had prepped some meals that then were a little bit challenging dietarily for us to consume because having my gallbladder removed I was experiencing a lot of issues with processing fatty foods. And it's not like everything that we eat is like bathed in bacon grease, but there was a lot of dairy and things. And I was finding it was helpful to like cut out on dairy. So luckily we had frozen those items, those meals. And so at this point, like my body is kind of adjusted a little bit. So we were able to actually, you know, eat them, use them, but you know, things do happen and you have to kind of think outside of the box. And so one of the things that I was needing was to have some additional protein to kind of help things with my diet. And so I love tuna salad. I love chicken salad. And so I actually, instead of using like my full recipe with full mayo, because I love Duke's mayo, there is no other comparison to Duke's mayo, but it obviously has a lot of fat in it. I actually swapped out half of it for skier yogurt, which has a lot of protein in it. And the dairy content I was finding wasn't as harsh on my body. So I was still able to enjoy something, but I made just a really simple swap in order to kind of help things out. So I think sometimes you just have to be open and adaptable to making those little changes. And like I said, just don't aim for perfection, aim for what works best for you and for your family. Yeah, those are really good tips. And I think what I heard too was like a lot of 
mindfulness and yes. really considering your own needs mm-hmm. when doing something like this. So not even thinking about like a huge event coming up or mm-hmm. or something like that, but just being mindful enough to consider like what what is valuable, what and mm-hmm. like listening to your body, like knowing yeah. what is working for you and what is not. So those mm-hmm. are really great tips. Would love to know if you have any resources like books or websites, communities, et cetera, that you have found helpful in your meal prepping journey. Yes. So first of all, I highly recommend that everybody follow me on Instagram. (laughs) Just kidding. Obviously, we're all doing that. (laughs) I try and share valuable resources and meals that work for us and kind of things like behind the scenes that can be helpful. But, you know, like I mentioned as well, you know, look for resources. Like we have so many cookbooks. There are a lot of things and recipes in cookbooks that you can make that you can actually prep ahead. You can freeze. You can rent cookbooks from the library. If you're not able to purchase new cookbooks, we have a local buy nothing group. I got a load of Ina Garten cookbooks recently for somebody who was offloading them for free. Pinterest is really big on recipe and content ideas. And then Instagram, like I said, there are so many accounts. There are chefs that have Instagram accounts. There are, you know, ones geared towards certain diets that you can follow. So that's, you know, certainly a good resource to have and to use. One of the things that I do on Instagram on my personal page is I actually have you can save a post or a reel and it saves it to your collection, but you can create folders in your collection. So I actually have a food folder that I created. So if I save a reel, I save it to my food folder. And that way, if I'm like, oh, I remember, you know, that one recipe that I saw and it's really interesting. I wonder if I could go revisit it. It's easy to find. I don't have to troll through like all these other things that I've saved on Instagram. But yeah, just, and like I said earlier, like, It's okay if you feel overwhelmed by all of the like aesthetic things and all the perfection things, but like try and start slow and set yourself up for success. Don't try and make like a 50 ingredient stew. If you're going to start doing meal prepping, just start with what you can start with. That's like my number one tip. So I love that tip and that's super helpful. So this is a question that we have been asking all of our guests. And maybe that was your tip. But <laughs> maybe that was. I would love to know, do you have small action or mindset shift you'd encourage our listeners to take based on this discussion today? Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I do think that probably was it. Like just figure out what maybe you are doing or maybe even what you aren't doing right now that might be helpful to incorporate and start small. Don't feel like you're walking away from this conversation and you're ready to make three or four meals for the week. If you are, that's great. You go for it. You go, girl. I'm proud of you. But if you feel like, you know what, I think maybe the best thing I can do is, you know, go buy some strawberries and yogurt. And for my breakfast next week, I'm going to have 
some strawberries with yogurt and I'm going to add some granola and that's going to be it. That's a great start. Like Mm -hmm. you're already well on your way. You're focusing on, you know, something that tastes good, something that you're fueling your body with and something easy that's pulled together. Like it's, that's just what you can do. Just start small. Amazing. Love that tip. And thank you so much, Jen. I definitely feel inspired. And I know that so many of our listeners will feel inspired. So thanks for taking the time to allow for this conversation today. Yes, thank you. 